I am really high on Jordan Jefferson. Mm -hmm. I'm very high on Jordan Jefferson. The guy has a knack for yak. Uh, He's going to get plenty of touchdowns. A knack for yak. That sounds like a Nickelodeon product. It really does. Doesn't it? Did you ever own Gak? Yes. That's something to to get in trouble with your mom. Yeah. It just don't get it on the carpet. Do not get Gak on the carpet. If you don't know what Gak is, there's a lot of confused folks right now. Look it up, youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Hey, we are back. The UDFA podcast. I'm Casey here with Rich. What's up, my friend? It's good to be back from summer vacation. <laughs> is that what we did? We we did all that focus for the NFL draft and we have just... We've, we've been out. We were, we're like we're teachers. Plum tuckered out, man. I had to have my summers off from podcasting. I like being on the, uh, the teacher schedule. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Cause all they really do is play with kids and then take the summer off. Am I right? And that's it. Look, it's a cush <laughs> job. We all know it. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast. So I'm safe. They don't, they don't listen. It's fine. <laughs> there's no chance. Yeah. And then there's fall break and then there's Chris. Never mind. We're going to, we're going to get divorced. If uh, <laughs> somebody's going to hear it, like forward it, like, Hey, you need to hear what your husband said. He may be joking, but he may not be joking. Yeah. There's a, there's a little truth behind every joke. Yeah. All right. Hey, so um, good news. We used to be brought to you by audible.com. Uh, I don't think we are anymore. They don't, they don't return my calls. There's really no telling. I think they have books that you can hear. Does that take away our credibility if we're no longer sponsored? But we once were. Yeah, we were. Listen, I think our credibility was taken away a long time ago. Uh, so, but if it's still out there, audibletrial.com slash UDFA podcast yeah. books, you can hear. You know what? Why don't you go try it anyway? That 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 link, it might work. They might give you yeah. a free audio book. Audibletrial.com slash UDFA podcast. Yeah. We are phenomenal at doing ads. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen is you get a free book and we get money. So right. it's really- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like maybe it says this doesn't work anymore. Sorry, you wasted four minutes. But hey, if not, then uh, you owe me. Let me uh, hear that. Hey, you know, we uh, I like getting our uh, listener interaction. And we did have somebody reach out on Twitter, which is at UDFA podcast. Um, did you see this? Uh, oh, the guy reached out about the um, the Nickelodeon yes. um, tournament. The Nickelodeon bracket. Yeah, absolutely. I looked through it and uh, I don't know. It, it didn't really blow my skirt up like I was hoping it would, because uh, yeah, it's some of the some of the results the characters from the same show. That's true, and also there were some that were not included. I, I didn't even know all of the characters on that bracket. Yeah, they. Um, it seemed to me it was really heavy on like SpongeBob and Rugrats and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also made me realize and kind of made me sad that maybe I didn't like Nickelodeon shows as much as I thought I did. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. You did. Don't you let them change your I mind. I watched a ton of Nickelodeon and when Donkey Lips had his early exit and they didn't even call him Donkey Lips, which was yeah. that should have told me the credibility right there. But uh, is the by the way, Donkey Lips is uh, he was a champion of the UDFA podcast yeah. Fantasy League. So I'm saying defending champion Donkey Lips. So, yeah. you know. Mr. Lips. Yeah. Next year, we're going to have uh, Doug Funny in our competition. Dude, it, that's not a, let's not even joke about that. You know, how much <laughs> I, I bet Mr. Dink is a hell of a fantasy footballer. Hello, Douglas. 
<laughs> you know, he's like an over preparer, I bet. Oh, yeah. Very expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very expensive. Um, but what, what uh, got me a little hot and bothered was um, the memory of Mo from Guts. She was not on the bracket. That's true. I didn't think about that. How do you not put Mo from Guts on there? Yeah. That's, you know, I, I feel like our old, like our sports movie bracket, I feel like was kind of the epitome of bracketing. Right. Like it was, which Sandlot was the winner. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was trying to think um, last night was the field of dreams game. Um, yes. And by the way, just, I will tell you, we are going to get into fantasy football talk. We're going to do top tens for all of the offensive positions um, after we get through this very important stuff. Um, but yeah, last night was the field of dreams game. And I realized as you know, I got my kids down to show them like how amazing this was and the wife were watching it and we watched it for a little while after the, you know, the first home run, which was amazing. It was so cool. And so we're watching this and join it. And then they step out of the room and they come back. And my wife was like, well, that didn't last long, did it? Because she felt, found me watching Washington, New England preseason football. <laughs> and I'm like, was, I should be watching every pitch of this Field of Dreams game. It was a replay of my night to a T. Like, we started out watching the Field of Dreams game. And I was watching it, and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. And then I flipped to the preseason game and found myself watching Mac Jones and Tyler mm-hmm. Heineke and Taylor Heineke, you know, and all this stuff. And I would flip back and forth, but and as cool as the baseball thing was, man, even preseason football yeah. just, just felt right. <laughs> and that's the fun part is right now we will watch Taylor Heineke play a whole half of football, but in a few months we're going to flip on. It's like, ah, today it's Jacksonville and uh, Houston playing. Like, ah. I know. It's I'll watch a little bit. The funny thing, what I love about preseason, though, is like we're getting to see some of these rookies play. Uh, I know Trevor Lawrence will make his debut on Saturday. You know, there's there's a lot of good stuff like that um, that I'm super excited about. Uh, but then there's other teams. Like, I don't know if you saw this. I think it said the Chargers. They're not playing uh, Herbert. They're not playing Derwin James. They're not playing Keenan Allen. And they're not playing Austin Eckler. Like not one snap any of the three preseason games. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that. of Mac Mac Jones last night? I thought he looked solid. You know, I mean, you got to remember he's playing with backups against backups, but it, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. But uh, I don't know if he had to go up against Chase Young at any point, like old Cameron Newton did. Did you mm-hmm. see the hit that Chase Young put on him? Yeah, he's not bad at football. And Cam Newton's a hefty boy. I mean, he's a big man, and Chase Young. Uh, Cam's a vegan now, so I don't trust it. Yeah, Chase Young could be your NFL stack leader this year. I, I don't think that would shock anybody. Yeah. I mean, Rivera knows how to dial up a, a blitz package too. That's what I'm saying. He's he's in the exact place he needs to be. Yeah. But when you mentioned the Sandlot, it was re- reminded me of the Field of Dreams game. I was trying to think, what should they do next? And the Sandlot is is an idea. It is an idea. It's also a rumor. Like, like there's actually talks about it. Oh, which well, you have to have the Dodgers play in it. I feel like Benny the Jets' home team. Sure. I um, think that would be super cool. Uh, the Dodgers versus the Heaters. Okay. I, has a team. I, I, I get a little uncomfortable when you see the guy that is uh, Smalls still wearing that same dirty hat as an adult. 
<laughs> Come on, bro. You announced for the Dodgers. Can you can you get a new hat? So fun fact, and I and I know we've talked about this a smidge uh off video, but the local minor league baseball team, Tennessee Smokies, had a sandlot night a few weeks ago. Uh I do some stuff with the Smokies, and so I got to go to the game and took my kids and ended up waiting three and a half hours to meet the cast of the Sandlot. Way too long. Um, but got to talk to Scotty Smalls himself. And he said that that hat is in Louisville, in like the Louisville Slugger Hall of Fame. Wow, that's pretty neat. And uh, talked to Yeah Yeah. Uh-huh. He was saying that when he was lowered down, you know, into the yard, you know, to like face off at the beast. Right. He, he did five takes of that. It was really him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, yeah. And that he, he said, like, yeah, like, no one would ever let us do that now. Like, there's no chance they would lower an 11-year-old kid by rope so, <laughs> like, in making a movie. So they were all really cool. Uh, it was a fun night. My kids loved it. So That's awesome. That is pretty cool. I, I did think of one other option of a real thing. Yeah, there's a lot of silly things you can think of. You're like, oh, let's recreate Space Jam with the uh, real original characters. Uh, but no, a real one that is Friday Night Lights towards the end of season one when they play that Cal Field yeah. game. I mean, it would be a mess, but that could be pretty cool. Like a little Texans versus Cowboys out there. Yeah. That could be fun. I mean, it was such a mess at the end. It's got to be a rainy night, though. Would enough people remember that? I wonder. I mean, I know I sure as heck do, but. Why are you, why are you poo-pooing on my idea? <laughs> I'm just saying, like. <laughs> Just this is when we yes and each other. <laughs> Priest demands more conflict. We get right. increased conflict. So, uh, uh, okay. So, um, we're going to jump into some of the positions running back, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, and just try to come up with a consensus top 10 at least. Um, we'll do another you episode. With the top 10 tight ends. Can we, can we come up with a, with a healthy top seven? <laughs> Could that be? Agreed. Because I mean, I was, I was looking at like, you know, looking at some of these names going like, I guess, uh, Tyler Higby, <laughs> you know, I, I actually, I said seven gently. I wrote down seven. And then after that, I wrote down everyone else is the same. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much, you know, mm-hmm. look at. Okay. Well, let's start with running backs. And I believe a lot of this list is going to be pretty similar depending on your order. Um, yeah. I do have probably a bold take when it comes to the ordering. Okay. But, uh, tell me what you think of top four here. McCaffrey, right. Dalvin cook, Kamara, Derek Henry. That's my exact top four. Okay. So top four, we're in agreement on when yeah, we get after exact top four. Yeah. When we get after that, I, uh, I I differ from a lot of the quote experts because uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, last year he had kind of a bad year. Now he didn't have Dak. He didn't have um, a very good season holding onto the ball. He fumbled the ball a lot. Uh, right. By the way, have you seen Hard Knocks the first episode? No, that it's on my list this weekend. It is. It is really funny. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I was going to ask who is worse at wrapping a present, you or him? He he and Dak Prescott are best friends, and their friendship is there's there's not an, a a word for it besides adorable. <laughs> they they buy each other birthday presents, and Zeke is is, is pack is a uh, wrapping him a present. He uses an entire roll uh, uh, of tape yeah. to to wrap one present 
I'm yes, reminded of Pam Beasley saying yes. whatever she said. Um, but anyway, so it, it, it's a pretty good episode. Um, but I just don't know if I trust Zeke. And I look at, there's another running back out there that's been in the top five, the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. And he is an offense that I think is going to be really poised to do big things. He lost one of his, or basically his backup running back. I'm not scared of AJ Dillon taking any of the carries. So I've got Aaron Jones as my fifth. Nice. Okay. So I actually have Zeke as my fifth and I have Aaron Jones as my sixth. Okay. Uh, I'm very high on him after that. And and you may be getting in this, but that is where I have Barkley falling to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, you know, I think he's great. He's got top three potential. The injury worries me a little bit. Uh, the giants in general worry me. I, I just don't think that um, Danny Dimes poses much threat, you know, throwing the ball. Uh, I don't trust Garrett. I still think he's a good pick, but that's where I've got him falling um, after Aaron Jones. And if we got to this place of, of a real draft, I think this is where I might consider going with Devonte Adams or Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Uh, or, Personally. Throw this out there, or Travis Kelsey. That's not a bad <laughs> idea either. Uh, I, we can talk about this later. I actually have, I actually think I would take Kelsey over Devonte Adams and, and we'll get into that when we talk about tight ends, but I mean, the guy's going to put up numbers. It's guaranteed. I mean, Adams is not as much of a guarantee as Kelsey. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that those big running backs at the top there, you've got your others. I mean, I, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, I, I think are all, those are kind of my three other players that round out yep. my top 10. Uh, I think Nick Chubb could actually be a top three guy this year. It's, it's just that whole thing. Kareem Hunt takes away touches and <laughs> He's still going to get his touch. I guess I shouldn't say touches. I should say touchdowns um, because they're both going to get plenty of touches. It's just a matter of what are they going to do in goal line? Um, so many times they would put in, you know, Kareem Hunt because he's so good at catching the ball out of the backfield and that hurts Chubb's chances to score. Yeah. And I've got that same list that you mentioned also. So it's Barkley, Chubb, Eckler, and Jonathan Taylor. But I've seen a lot of national guys that love Jonathan Taylor. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I quite get it with Quentin Nelson hurt with Carson Wentz hurt and Taylor certainly in college showed some great talent. He was was great on home improvement. (laughs) Yeah. Voice Simba. Uh, That's the same Jonathan Taylor. Got a healthy resume. Um, I I don't know. I, I like Jonathan Taylor. I know that Marlon Mack, is there, I don't think he will be, you know, as much into the thick things. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I understand the issues with wins with Nelson. All dressed still, in black. And I think you agree. I think he's still a top 10 back. But, yeah, he's not slipping into that top five for me or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think we've got a consensus top 10 there. We do. And then after that, you can get into guys like Joe Mixon who scare you. They've got a huge upside, but still he makes my knees knock. Yeah. And many other people. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Wide receivers. So we've got Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill as top two, correct? No. What? What? Uh, I've got Hill at three. I've got Stephon Diggs at two. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, I don't have a problem it's with that. It's not egregious. It's not egregious. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. It, I mean, just watching him last year with Josh Allen, uh, and, and but those top three, Adams, Diggs, Hill, in in some order, uh, Hopkins at four is, is my – I feel like that those top four are solid to me as kind of how we said our top four running backs earlier, That just to me. Yeah, and, and I agree on that. And, and then we get into like, you know, Hopkins, who – Hopkins is a guy you, you're either going to love every week or hate. He seemed to have a lot of boom or bust games yes. last yes. year. Yep. Uh, and we'll get into this more too, but that goes into the whole of the inconsistencies of Kyler Murray. Um, and can they get him consistent this year? Because people have him at like three on a lot of quarterback rankings, and I'm not quite there. Um, but uh, after Hopkins, it gets fun because to me, I see Calvin Ridley a lot on a lot of lists, and I think he's going to get plenty. I am really high on Jordan Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I'm very high on Jordan Jefferson. The guy has a knack for yak. Uh, he's going to get plenty of touchdowns. A knack for yak? That sounds like a Nickelodeon product. It really does, doesn't it? Did you ever own Gak? Yes. That's something to, to get in trouble with your mom. Yeah, it just don't get it on the carpet. Yeah. Do not get Gak on the carpet. If you don't know what Gak is, there's a lot of confused folks right now. Look it up, youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got, after Hopkins, I've got Jefferson and then DK Metcalf and then Calvin Ridley. For my Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now looking at uh, targets, Calvin Ridley got so many last year and he's losing Julio Jones. And and I was really scared about something. So I looked it up. I was afraid losing Julio would hurt his production, but he actually had better fantasy weeks when Julio was out injured last year. Don't, don't forget about Kyle Pitts is going to get plenty of looks too. Yeah. So Kyle Kyle Pitts stinks. (laughs) There it is. Threw it out there. I mean, come on. You were, you were pregnant with this child for nine months, and then you held him and go, I shall call him Kyle. Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Man, I, he is, I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that uh, as a Bucks fan, we drafted O.J. Howard, and he was kind of the last guy to get this kind of hype, but I will, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust at all. I'll, it's just, a, I will believe it when I see it. You know, if he if he turns out to be awesome, good for him. Uh, tight ends seem to come out of the woodwork. I mean, these guys that are really solid. No one talked about George Kittle before the draft or Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, heck, Logan Thomas. I mean, he was he was a quarterback. So I, I just I don't know. It, I, I want to see it, but the guy's a freak. So. Yeah. Um, and then we get into I'm a big Keenan Allen guy. Yep. Keenan Allen. Had so he had 135 targets in 13 games last year, and I don't think it's going to go down. I think Herbert is better season two, hopefully. Yeah, and I th- I think it's going to go up. Him and Eckler, I think, could be great picks. I think Herbert's going to have a big year. That's going to mean big things for Keenan Allen. Um, I'll put him there after him. Another guy I'm predicting to have a big year as long as Dak can stay healthy as CD Lamb. I think CD Lamb is going to have a big year for the Cowboys. Who do you think's their number one? I've read uh, that it's still Cooper. I think it is. I think that he's been a little bit hampered by injuries. And I think that um 
So a lot of people would say that Adam Thielen was the number one last year, but Jordan Jefferson was the two, you know, early. I think it's going to be a little bit of that situation. Well, you know what I actually thought of was because of the speed, I thought of when Roddy White was the one and Julio was the two and then Julio went nuts. There you go. Yeah. Um, And I've got a guy on my list for top 10. That's he's super boring, but he's very consistent. And I wouldn't take him higher than maybe as the ninth wide receiver. But Allen Robinson, he always finishes in the top 12. It's like six of the last seven years. He actually, I do not have him in my top 10, but if Fields wins the job, uh, people seem to be very high on him. Another guy I'm really anxious to watch in preseason. Um, You know, I think that that could be really big for Allen Robinson. Um, and, And let's not count out A.J. Brown either. I know Julio's there, but Julio's the number two, and A.J. Brown is a beast. Yeah. Him and, him and Tannehill have great chemistry. Um, and another guy that's going to get you yards after catch. So, you know, something I just thought of with Allen Robinson, even if it's Andy Dalton, is that the best quarterback he's ever had in the pros? Probably. That's sad. Well, he played. The crazy thing is, he actually put up some pretty good numbers with Blake Bortles. Yeah, he did. You know, Jacksonville. I mean, we bag on Bortles all the time, but like he wasn't awful, awful in some of these seasons. Like the guy, he was a little bit of, he was a little like Jameis, you know, he would have some big games. He just made some huge mistakes. They're really not that different. (laughs) So where's, where's Blake Bortles now? Green Bay. Well, he got cut from Green Bay when Ah. Rogers decided to quit crying. So I don't know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know, his, his big holdout. Uh, that he put up. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what Bortles is. Well, the only other name I would throw in there is Terry McLaurin. Mm -hmm. I I was having some trouble deciding between AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin for the 10th spot. Um, I think, I think going to the quarterback, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could do big things for Terry Mm -hmm. McLaurin. There were so many targets last year where I saw like a compilation video of all the targets where he was wide open and a quarterback just couldn't hit him. So, so read me your top 10 that you've got. Let me just see if it's what I, I think we're close again. We may be one off on this one. Yeah. I've got Devonte Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Deandre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, Jordan Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and then AJ Brown. Okay. So the only difference is we have, you have Allen Robinson and I have CD lamb. Okay. Those are, the, those are the difference. And I mean, you probably couldn't go wrong with either. I don't know. For some reason, I'm feeling like this is CeeDee Lamb's breakout year. We, we well, he, here's a big difference if you're choosing between those two. Allen Robinson has a higher floor, I think. And CeeDee Lamb, I believe, has a much higher ceiling. Sure. So it depends on if you are brave or not. And I am a coward. <laughs> well, no arguments here. Uh, quarterbacks, they're fun to draft in the first round, right? <laughs> yeah. At least the first five picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Patrick Murray Mahomes yep. is number one. Yeah, and then we look at Josh Allen. Probably. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we we've been saying Josh Allen's going to be huge forever. Yeah. Go look in the archives, man. There's no one's been bigger fans of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert than than the two of us. Uh, hey, I wasn't down on Justin Herbert really, but no, we we poked at him a lot. Um, you know, but 
Josh Allen was one. And like, I don't know. It's going to be funny. I, I was never down on Josh Allen, but I also I was, he was way overhyped. I mean, yes. that, that's a difference. You know, uh, of course, I was also really high on Josh Rosen. So, what yeah. was the day? I was just down on where Josh Allen was being, you know, mocked in those drafts. But yeah. I saw that uh, Alex Smith is going to be doing some announcing, and I thought that's going to, that's going to tickle your pickle. Yes. My, my love relationship with Alex Smith. Yep. Uh, so after, after Allen, do you go Lamar Jackson and then Kyler Murray? Uh, I do. Where it gets interesting for me is I've got Aaron Rodgers fairly high on my list. I do too. I think he's going to go nuts this year just to be an asshole. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like I actually have him fourth. Um, I actually have Mahomes, Allen, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott after that. Um, so I just think if Dak, and again, this is ranking if Dak's healthy. So like we can change that up a little bit. I'm just, and I like watching Kyler Murray. I'm a little concerned about his consistency. Um, and it wouldn't, I'm considering drafting someone like Justin Herbert over uh, Kyler Murray. I don't think you said Tom Brady in that list. He is on my list. He is number nine on my quarterback list. Well, I noticed that we didn't have any bucks in the top 10 for wide receivers. Yeah. But, but they have three guys that yeah. would be uh, a number one in so many other places. And there, don't forget about lies, Gronkowski. Is the problem. It, it's right. like, you know, they have three number one receivers, three. Uh, and in terms of success, I think Antonio Brown is going to go nuts this year. I've, I've been keeping up with training camp stuff. The guy is an athletic freak. He's he's now actually practicing. You know, he came in mid-year last year from prison or wherever he was, you know. And so uh, I think that he's going to be great, but there's one football. And they have also have Gronkowski who gets right. catches. And they love to throw the ball to the backs. And they picked up Giovanni Bernard, which is a very underrated pick for a team who, like, look what Brady did to James White. You know, like, that's what Giovanni Bernard is going to be for the Bucks. So I think all of these guys are going to have great seasons, but I think all their fantasy numbers are going to dip because of it. Oh, Gio's a great um, back, like a second back. Like him with Jeremy Hill back in the day, him with Joe Mixon even. Yep. He is, he's a great number two, but yeah, that, that's why I put Tom Brady on this list because, you know, when you've got a guy like uh, Chris Godwin, who is basically going to be the number three yeah. wide receiver option, like Tom Brady is, he can just do whatever he wants, I think. And I think because of that, even though he's 61 years old, I think he's going to have the opportunity for a huge fantasy year. Yeah. Brady's going to have a great year and it's really not as much of a knock on Brady as it is you know, just look at some of these guys above them. I mean, even Russell Wilson, like he's got tons of weapons too. You know, he's going to put up his numbers. Um, so Brady's going to do just fine in fantasy as long as he stays healthy. Same can be said. Matthew Stafford, I think, could end up having a really good year in Sean McVay's offense. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've got him at 10 on my list. Um I've got him. I, I can't decide for 10th between him and Ryan Tannehill. I think Stafford is a guy that could play his way into like the top five quarterbacks because mm -hmm. 
he's always good. He just gets hurt. And then, but he's been with that terrible offense and now he's with a great offense. And I, I think he could have big things. I, I think this is going to be really interesting. Nothing to do with fantasy here, but I think we're going to learn a lot about Matthew Stafford. Actually check that. We're going to learn a lot about the Detroit lions and about Sean McVay this year, because no excuses for Sean McVay. None. I mean, he, he got his quarterback, you know, um, and I'm wondering, is McVay a little bit like Gruden where we look at John Gruden he was this boy wonder. He won the Super Bowl with the Bucks and you know, all these things. But like if you look at his career coaching record, it's not amazing. Like he's a very 500, you know, coach. Um, so is Sean McVay truly this offensive genius? And then also finding out like what the heck is going on with the Detroit Lions? I mean, are they just that inept that they can't do anything with talent? I mean, you know, two of the best players to ever play their position, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, like both retired early rather than keep playing for the Detroit Lions. So mm-hmm. it, it's an organizational thing. Um, I, I don't know, but I, it's definitely a storyline that I don't think gets enough attention. All the attention just seems to go, oh, the Rams could be a you know Super Bowl contender. It's like, maybe, you know, but there's a lot of question marks there. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And let's get in big deal. Like losing their defensive coordinator. That's a big deal. Yeah. So. Oh, they'll need to be throwing the ball a lot. There you go. Perhaps. So let's get into tight ends and the, the player not talking about yours. Truly's derriere. Travis Kelsey is number one. Yep. Enormous gap, I think. And then we get into, you can argue between. Darren Waller and George Kittle. If Kittle's healthy, he's the number two. I agree. Uh, I think he's that good. He's, he's up there near Kelsey. If again, if he's healthy, um, but Waller is a definite three. I think those guys are solid. Andrews for the Ravens. He's my number four. And it's the funny thing for him is to me, like his scoring, it's almost all touchdowns, you know, like he's just a big red zone target for them. So uh, he's, he's very boomer bust there. Um, but I think those are my top four after that. I mean, you can take a flyer. You can go with, with Thomas, with Washington, you can look at Hawkinson, although I don't know what's going to happen with him this year. Dan Campbell strikes me as like, he's going to bring back like the wing T or he's just like, he's going to put them on leather helmets. He's just very old school. I have no clue what to expect from the lions this year. None. He, he's like Latimer from the program where before yes. a game, he's going to go bust out windows with his face. I mean, he's crazy and I, I love it, yeah. but I don't know how much the players love it. We'll, we'll I don't see. think you can call him crazy. You can't call someone crazy if they're actually crazy. And then it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's just considered being rude. <laughs> like, that's insensitive. Yeah. Undescending. Yeah. He like, he might have a legit mental condition. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Well to that, I think you are, too low on TJ Hawkinson. And that's because I I, I think he's a phenomenal tight end. I think just talent wise, he's a top five tight end, but who is a mediocre quarterback's best friend, the tight end. Yep. And I think because of that, I think he, I predict he's going to get more targets with Goff than he got with Stafford. Yeah, he he definitely could. Uh, I'm very intrigued by Pitts but I can't remember the last time that a rookie tight end took off in fantasy. Right. Well, 
I would not take Pitts higher than any of the guys we mentioned, except maybe Thomas. But I, I really think that Thomas could have a big year in Washington. Sure. So, um, again, with better quarterback play, um, I don't know. You watched. You said you watched some of that Patriots Washington game yesterday. I don't know if you saw that throw uh, to Thomas right on the sideline there from Fitzpatrick. Man, it was money. It was yep. a great catch, great throw, great adjustment on the ball in midair. So, it, you know, I, I feel like these are seven top tight ends. Man, after that, I don't know. You know, yeah. as you know, I'm a little biased in terms of Gronkowski because Gronkowski, I actually think, is going to have a better year this year than he did last year. Agreed. Uh, just based on actual training camps and and being in there involved in the playbook. Two guys that I'm really interested in are Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Now, they're both with the Patriots. If they're both healthy, I'm not taking either of them. But, like, Hunter Henry's hurt right now, which makes me really high on Jonu Smith because I think that he could really break out for the Patriots. Uh, and he could be kind of a like a thing with Mac Jones if he gets a little more playing time. You know, rookie quarterback, a little bit safer throws. He could have, you know, quite an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me name two guys that I haven't heard you mention. Maybe you did, but Dallas Goddard. Yeah. If uh, if Hurts can get things going, he had a couple of good games last year, but it feels like yep. that defense has figured him out. But if he's the guy and they can get that offense going, then he might be a, a decent option. And then also, and, and I know this because I had Noah Fant on my team. When he wasn't hurt, he put up pretty solid numbers. Yes, he did. He was a guy that that averaged like nine points a game when he was playing, which isn't bad. Do you think that uh, it would help him or hurt him to have Teddy two gloves? I mean, I, think has, I personally think he has a better shot with with Locke at quarterback. Yeah, Teddy's Teddy's a check down guy, and. Uh, I don't know. Drew Drew Locke is definitely who I would start in Denver personally. Yeah. Well, because you know what you're getting with Teddy. Locke is still a wild card. He's mm-hmm. more boomer bust. But he's got huge potential. Um, and you maybe look at Denver's offense, like they've got some guys, you know, they've got a decent line, they've got solid running backs and receivers. If if Locke could break out, I, I mean they could have a really good year. I just I don't know if I see it. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I'm I'm still really bummed when we talk about getting back into football that uh, our last episode was the draft and, you know, J.C. Horn going to Carolina. That's fine, but I'm still really bummed we don't have a left tackle because we don't have a left tackle. And it's it's we're currently in a, a joint practice with the Colts. And I actually went on the Colts message board to read that. And basically they were just clowning like, oh, my God, this is like a high school offensive line, man. So you would have rather had like, would you have rather taken Slater? I, I would have, if I was making the selection there, obviously we wanted Sewell. He went right, right before us. I would have probably taken, um, I mean, if I really was on the clock, I would have panicked and taken Justin Fields, but I I think Rayshon Slater should have been who, who we took. You know, it's, uh, so I was talking to one of our UDFA super fans, Chris, uh, the other day, and we were talking about offensive line stuff because he is a Bengals fan. And, um, you know, that was kind of the big whole thing. You know, do you take Sewell? Do you take Chase? Um, and 
that was, I had no issue with them taking chase, honestly, because I thought, okay, um, you know, they will be able to draft offensive line, you know, during other parts, they're going to be fine. And Tevin Jenkins was sitting there for them in the second round to take. And I thought that was just an absolute no brainer pick. Um, and they decided not to do that. They traded mm-hmm. down. And then I honestly think they maybe traded down again and ended up with Jackson Carmen uh, from Clemson. And uh, in talking to him, he just said like, he's just not getting it. And that there's a guy, I think his name was, I may be wrong on this. I swear. I think his name was Michael Jordan, which I don't know if you've heard that name before, but uh, kind of a yeah, yeah, the round. actor. Yes. Kind of a late round rookie guy that they took. And they said, he's outperforming, you know, Jackson Carmen. So, you know, you've got to shore up that offensive line. Um, I get what you're saying. I, I loved J.C. Horn. Loved J.C. Horn. but And he's playing well. Great in camp. And uh, it, it does make you wonder if that would have been. Or the Justin Fields. I mean, if Justin Fields ends up balling out. Yeah. You know, that's going to look really weird hitching your rod to Darnold. So. Yeah, and I don't really have a problem with uh, Sam Darnold so far. Just nobody can do it with that, with Cam Irving as your left tackle. Right. Um, and I hate rookies. I hate to ask this, but is Chris the one that works at that sports yes. store? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I met him recently, and <clears throat> he showed me that they had a misprint. They had a Christian McCaffrey jersey that was sent to him, but on the front of it, it had the Falcons patch. And then there was also, there was something maybe like a Tennessee something on there also. Wow. That's just a big whiff. Right. And I'm like, man, that's going to get thrown away. You should like probably, you know, throw it away and tell me when it's going to be there. Where you chucked it. (laughs) Yeah. Cause the back of it looks cool. I could have, you know, framed that and put up a McCaffrey. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Chris is good. He works at pro image sports. Um, But uh, the, I I don't know, man, I, we're looking at these rookie classes and I'm anxious to watch the bucks in preseason just to watch Kyle Trask, you know, just kind of see how he does. But really um, Joe Tryon, they said has been unstoppable in camp that he is actually him and Jason Pierre Paul have been the best edge rushers, not Shaq Barrett. Now Shaq Barrett's been great too, but they said Joe Tryon has been a beast. And I'm wondering if, you know, knock on wood, if we got a really good steal there, to where he's the guy you kind of turn to when, you know, Jason Pierre Paul's contracts up, you may have to let him go as a cap casualty, which would be unfortunate, but having a guy like Joe Tryon would definitely make up for that. And you were talking about him in our mock draft episode, right? Yeah. We've been on him for a while, but the big thing was he was a guy and this happens every year. You know, he was a second round guy. Look for Joe Tryon in the second round. And then quickly, out of nowhere, like that week before the draft, you started seeing them creep into the first. like, And basically, that's just people just now going, oh, okay, the league actually likes him a lot more than we thought. Yeah. And that was the case. And he sat out a year because of the COVID stuff. So I think that you know, probably hurt his stock at first. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. We'll see. He's he's a beast in terms I, of the wolves. So I, I don't know why. I don't know why I just thought about this, but if uh, the league, if the NFL wants to do something with Kevin Costner, kind of like the field of dreams, they should let him draft somebody's whole team. Yeah. I, I want to, I just, man, I watch draft day every year before the draft. I'm not, and it's not a good movie, but I so watch you're the it. one. 
but it's fun to watch, man, because it's just like all of this happened in like 12 to 13 hours. Yeah. Like everything that you're watching and the way that all happens. And it's so unrealistic. It's so <laughs> realistic, but it's so much fun. Yeah. Every When I heard the field of dreams, that voice yesterday, I wasn't hearing Kevin Costner from field of dreams. I was hearing Brown's general manager, Sonny Dykes. <laughs> he was talking. Is his name Sonny Dykes? Isn't it? That's a football coach. I said Sonny Dykes. It's Sonny. Um, oh, crap. What is it? Sonny something. I don't know. Sonny Dykes is the guy that was at, uh, he's at SMU, I think. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've got to look it up. Sonny. Not Liston, not and share. Weaver, Sonny Weaver Jr. I think it's Sonny D. (laughs) No, it's purple stuff. Yeah. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, please, at UDFA Podcast. We're the undrafted free agents. I'm Casey. That's Rich. We will talk to you soon. Enjoy your draft. See Purple stuff. Trying to show all 32 teams. I got what it takes to live my dreams. Yeah, uh, I made a draft pick. Yeah, uh, I made a draft pick. Trying to show all 32 teams. I got what it takes to live my dreams. Yeah, uh, I made a draft pick. Yeah.